What's up, everybody? Welcome to The View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 66. This is the January 2022 episode. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year, Benny. Happy is, New Year. It's also officially year four of the podcast. Fun fact. Wow. wow. Our first episode was March of 2018, so this is the fourth fourth year. Coming That's up amazing. on the four-year anniversary, it's crazy. It feels like we just started four months ago. Still not used to it. <laughs> Every time we post one, for some reason, like my SoundCloud goes all the way to the top and it has like us at the little conference table. I think the first one was just me, you, and Rob and like George sitting there on the other end of the table. It was quite the, we had quite the setup. Uh, quite the evolution. I know. I know. <laughs> now we have this pro set up. Pro. We're pro now. Do you, uh, do you watch the old episodes? I haven't, but. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't even watch the new ones, full disclosure. I don't, I don't ever like, actually yeah. stream them once we're done with them. I think it's probably a good thing too watch them so we can yeah. get better at what we're doing but i i, I listen to it. them sometimes like watch game we'll, we'll watch yeah. game film watch game film yeah <laughs> we'll put on the tv in the, in the conference room <laughs> um no but this is it's january 2022 happy new year um i figured starting off the year right if anyone hasn't streamed any of the prior episodes it might be good to do a little introduction on each other um i'm gonna go left to right and start with javi if you want to give your name title tenure with tcc wow brief responsibilities perfect little introduction uh my name is javier fernandez i've been with the company 12 years i have to i'm not sure about I think 12 or 13 but let's go with 12. i handle latin american markets and some purchasing we all do purchasing but uh we're a very flat organization uh but uh i handle mexico and down south we have offices in Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico City, and, and also in China. And it has been a fun ride working at TCC and I enjoy it every day, every day at it. So that's, that's what I do. Hey guys, I'm Nicole Greenberg, Inside Sales Manager. Um, I primarily oversee our package plasticizer product line. Um, I'm involved in a lot of our marketing and um, CRM ERP platforms. Um, and I, I don't know why I'm like little, tripping up on that. A little bit of everything. A little yeah, bit of everything. Just a, a wear little, a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you think we, about it. We all it, do wear a lot of hats. So. Yeah. When you think about it, it I don't know. We just kind of do so much on a daily basis. Sales, that, purchasing, uh, yeah, it's, systems, it's, marketing, hiring. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you can kind it. of do anything that you want. So every day is different. So to think about, oh, what do I actually do? Yeah, you know, crazy. as Well, and as Javi said, we're a flat organization. So, you know, coming up with a title and kind of a description of exactly, yeah. you know. You kind of just do what needs to get done. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, yeah. Well, it makes the mo most money for the company and then you start your day that way. Well, I think that's the way at least that's how I do it. Yeah. And I, well, I'm like the world's your oyster. So, exactly. you know, you just exactly. kind of go with it. AJP. So I'm AJ Petrarca, uh, Vice President of Sales and Marketing. I've been with uh, TCC for 14 years now. It's always weird. Every you know, seems like <laughs> I just started, but uh, yeah, I've been with the company for 14 years, um, and I manage a basket of products that includes urea, um, HMD, disiandiamide, uh, some other polymer additives, and things like that. Um, but yeah, like everyone else at this table, wear a lot of hats and just uh, you know do what needs to be done. I feel like you said, like when I started, you had been here nine or 10 years. And I remember at the time you were like, yeah, I've been here like 10 years. And like, that sounded like a long time. Like you've always said it the same way. And now yeah. it's 14 years. Like, <laughs> still feels like a long time. Yeah. Even when you said we've been doing this podcast for four years, I was like, what? Where did, the, where did four years go? It's, it's like, crazy. We just, like we just started, but it's time crazy. flies. Um, but yeah. So this is obviously the normal crew. If you've been following along the prior episodes uh, with one 
missing person, obviously TCC president Rob Roach, typically involved in the podcast. He's taking some time off, so not here this morning. Um, so we'll make Rob do a little intro on himself for the next episode. We'll, we'll surprise him with that tidbit. Um, <laughs> oh, we love surprises. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting right into it, obviously into January, I think we're seeing a lot of the same of what we saw at the end of last year. Um, you know, new year, same supply challenges seems to kind of be the general feeling. Um, a lot of issues with production still supply chain and trucking and logistics remains a big concern. Um, I know everyone at this table handles a lot with various, uh, imports, exports, um, dealing with ocean freight, trying to get material through the ports. Uh, Nicole can speak specifically to getting stuff packed out and totes and drums. That's been a fun aspect. So, um, you know, supply chains and, and logistics really seems to be a, a big overarching concern, um, as I'm sure everyone can attest to here. Well, I mean, on a, on a package front, I think it's been a fun aspect, like you mentioned, just to add to our business portfolio because yep. it's kind of allowed us to, you know, obviously broaden our horizons with current customers and new prospects. So I think it's it's definitely been a, a beneficial part to add to the business. And you've seen the slow, I guess, trickle down or accumulation of how difficult it's been to get totes and drums. I mean, when we started, it was just trying to get material to the packaging site to fill the drums. Now we're having a tough time getting totes and drums there. That adds a whole nother new fun supply challenge to it. Exactly. Well, and I mean, obviously both, you've got to get material and the empty totes and drums there at the same time. It doesn't do you any good to have one or the other just sitting around waiting for, you know, the the next best thing. So there's a couple of moving parts, but I think we've got it pretty nailed down um, after kind of dabbling in it the past year, year and a half. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty smooth operation. Yeah. Um, thinking about imports and exports, obviously we do a bunch with China. Um, so we're closely monitoring... Uh, the shipping situation in China, obviously, they're coming into their spring holiday. We also have the Olympics coming up in February. So I believe we're already being told what new shipments are end of February, early March at this point. We're talking six, eight weeks just to get stuff shipped out of, out of China. Yeah, and for, for the most part, um, you know, ocean freight is increasing. Um, but I, it's, it doesn't seem like it's as bad as people were expecting it to be yet, yeah. you know. Um, you know, the, there was there were kind of some people predicting like no shipments were going to get be getting out of China at all this this time of year. But um, you know, they're still shipping, but it is uh, slow, and it should uh, you know remain slow until after the after the Olympics at least. Um, but it does seem like raw material prices, generally speaking, are starting to come off a little bit in China. Uh, but with the increasing ocean freight, things are pretty pretty flat. You know, as from our point of view here in the U.S. Um, you know, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where where things go from here. So the ocean freight was pretty high last spring. Started to come down towards the end of the year, and then now we're starting to see it trickle back up a little bit. Yeah, starting to trickle back up a little bit, just with the you know, just with the vessel tightness. They're able, you know, the shipping lines are able to get higher prices. Yep. Um, just supply and demand, like anything else. Yeah. Um, Javi, what about imports, exports from other parts of the world? How's how's things been running? Delays, delays, delays. Yeah, that's that's be the name of the game. Uh, but I mean, we, everyone's living with it. Everyone's giving more lead time, so that's that's been helping us, helping our, our customer service experts here at the office, and it's just everyone's helping each other. And our logistics folks have been great, uh, getting creative, either prepackaging to a smaller, small to like Nicole said, going intermodal, uh, getting creative is, is is the way to do it. And when you say delays, is it getting material onto a vessel? Is it the vessel itself? Is it when it gets to the U.S. trying to get material through? All of the, all all the, all above? the above. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah, but yeah, but intermodal has been, uh, we have been using intermodal, just, uh, we just put it into a train and then going for a small 500 miles or more, AJ? Would you Generally say? speaking, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it makes sense. 
Uh, we have been doing that because we cannot get any trucks or any drivers that want to do that lane, you know. They'd yeah. rather stay around in the 300 mile radius. Yeah. Yeah, we've actually got some pretty competitive long-distance intermodal rates recently, too, so that's certainly been an interesting yeah. avenue to take a look at. Obviously, a little bit longer of a lead time. takes a little bit longer, but something to consider. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially for long hauls. Um, and that's obviously subject to the railroad staying open. Yes. Um, as I know, we just put out, uh, I think it's on our website currently, or if not, it will be. Um, I know we're monitoring some potential strike situations, I believe, strictly in Canada. It was a Canadian railroad, or was it in the U.S., too? I, I saw something on that. I think it was predominantly Canada. Yeah. I so think. That, that's, I think, one of the two or three major railroads considering a strike coming up in February, which will negatively impact the intermodal rail options. So something we're keeping a close eye on. Um, it's Great. Just, <laughs> just, just, just what we need. <laughs> just what we need. Add it to the pile. Yep, let's kick off 2022 and woohoo. Um, so if you are managing rail or intermodal shipments, good time to stay in close contact with your supply chain folks to keep an eye on that. Um, something we're keeping a close eye on here. Um when you can get product and you can get materials, obviously one of the leading factors to keeping pricing a bit high these days is energy prices. So we're seeing relatively high crude oil prices. I think it's somewhere in the $85, $86 range in the States today. A um, couple of products, a couple of our core products are produced in Europe. So we're obviously closely, closely following natural gas prices in Europe. And I believe something that's remained a bit high and something that we're, I guess, unfortunately kind of suffering from with some of that high energy pricing causing products to be a higher price here in the States for us. Yeah, Russia's been controlling natural gas supply to Europe and with the unrest over there and what's going on with the, you know, the Russians and the Ukrainians, it's, uh, you know, causing prices to stay high um, on natural gas. So anything that's that's derived from natural gas, urea, um, adipic to some, to some respect, you know, a lot of things are, you know, directly or indirectly tied to natural gas. Um, and in the past, you'd never really thought about it because natural gas was never, you know, this volatile, but... Um, you know, now a little bit of seasonality and, when it's cold and whatnot. But yeah, a little that. bit. But but something like a dipic, like it's not it's not even enough of the formula to even make a difference right. normally. But right now, it's something that's that's actually you know turning into pennies per pound yeah. uh, price differences. So it's um you know something we're gonna keep paying attention to. And even if the products you're buying aren't produced in Europe or directly affected by natural gas, say it's a competitive product produced in the states, you might see producers keeping pricing high just because they know that's what's happening in the market. So. You know, even if it's not produced in Europe per se, something that they may be taking advantage of the higher prices too. Yeah, I mean, there's, produ- there's producers, you know, ammonia producers in Europe that are just shutting down or, yeah. or cutting cutting production by 50%, um, you know, so it's going to affect the overall supply-demand balance for sure. Crazy. Yeah, so we touched on a little bit with the shipping and logistics update, obviously talking about um, logistics and ocean freight coming up from Latin America, from some of our different producing partners. Uh, but what's the general feeling with Mexico and Latin America, with production, how's the COVID situation? Uh, what's the what's the feeling you're getting from your Latin American contacts? Demand's strong. Uh, plants are running running hard. How's, how's production? Is The production, yeah, there are a lot of turnarounds coming up uh, soon, so we better start planning accordingly. We have been scheduling our shipments accordingly before and after the oh, turnarounds. Like overdue like maintenance with the with the plants? Maintenance, yeah. mainly, mainly scheduled maintenance for February and March. Yeah. Uh, we bring stuff from Colombia, from Mexico, from Chile, so we, we, we have to be aware and plan accordingly. So, so overall, demand has been strong. You've seen January, yeah, demand, demand is strong. Month. Our sales are strong, and uh, what is being new? We have been exporting a lot from the U.S. down south mm-hmm. due to the due to better lead times and better better economics. 
And we didn't talk about it much, but obviously the China's tariffs are still in effect in the States, so I know you're seeing a lot more competition from yeah, China. you see a lot of Chinese uh, Chinese imports in Latin America. It's a normal market for them. Yep. Uh, the lead times are not bad, 20, 25 days to the to the Pacific coast. And it's it's and also you see Indian, Turkish, uh, European. So you see a lot of good mix. The the Latin Americans customers are used to imports. They're they're used to the lead times. They're yep. used to that. So so it's not, not, not new for us. We were just talking the other day about how short the transit time is from a Latin American supplier to the U.S. What did you say it was like ten days, nine days? Yeah, when, Houston, when, when you can get a vessel. Yeah, when you get a, when you get a vessel because that's as short as a vessel. That's not. Not not the case. It's the same case for Latin America, but yeah, from you can get from Cartagena to Houston in seven days, from Cartagena to New York in eleven days, and sometimes you cannot do intermodal in the U.S. in in that time. Right. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's good. So anyone that needs Latin American supply, WhatsApp me. Your WhatsApp. (laughs) My WhatsApp is always busy. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, price updates and trends coming to January. Um, obviously, we're seeing crude oil, natural gas continue to be high. Um, seems like as well as supply might be running, where I think demand is still outpacing supply in the states. So we are seeing some strong pricing for the most part. Seems like pricing on the spot market at least has been flat to maybe a little bit higher for the majority of what we've been selling. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you know a lot of things are are high price to begin with and and i think a lot of things rolled over into into january with the exception of some you know outliers but a lot of, a lot of things are flat to to up a little bit i'd say yeah. um you know really big picture generally speaking but the man keeps strong it seems like the next six months gonna be i, I hope uh, i have the crystal ball but i, I wish i had one i wish i had one <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have it either the, but the, the predictions were on the last episode this isn't the prediction episode. Uh, yeah that's, that's true but <laughs> I, I, I think i think we have a strong strong six months yeah. strong first half of the year yeah i saw demand wane a little bit in december obviously there's just a usual holiday kind of kind of lag but i think it's kicked in so far this month and it seems like it's going to be it's going to continue that way yeah i know we've been talking about We've been talking about cars a lot the last week, and you know, I just got a new car. We got some new cars on order. Uh, it's been interesting talking to our um, car dealerships and what they're seeing. I, you know, expecting automobiles to be tight for the next year, well into 2023. Uh, pretty much only able to get a new car if it's custom order with your name on it. You know, pl- uh, dealers aren't getting cars just to sit in the lot. What uh, was that fun fact about the chips that? Oh, the chip shortage. Ha- yep, how many the chip shortage? How many? Courtesy of Tom Duraco, Paul Bailey's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the plug. Thank Spons- you for the plug. Sponsored by. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about how, so we've all heard about the chip shortage and it's been in the news on, you know, the chip shortage out of China and Asia and how that all affects things. So we, we guessed how many chips you think are on a modern, you used a pickup truck, I don't think it matters, but a modern car, um, I think I said 25, you remember what you guys guessed? I, I think I was like maybe 27, for something ridiculously low in comparison. What did you say? I said like 20, 20, 30, I don't remember. I guess 2,000. You did not. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's your crystal ball. (laughs) It's like watching a football game on replay and calling what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, the average, I guess the average new car has 1,400 chips in it, up to something like 3,000 for like a Mercedes or one of these cars that has a lot more features and computers and stuff like that, but way more than I think any of us would have assumed. Well, But I think it's wild to see that connection between really you get that 
knowledge of okay why the shortage is how it is because right. I mean I, I was thinking oh it's a couple chips big deal how but, big could a chip be like, yeah, what, right. exactly. how hard is it to ship those chips yeah, yeah how, like really there and then uh, when you say it on that scale it makes you look and say oh wow okay it's a lot bigger yeah. than you know I think any of us really <laughs> could have imagined before that sounds like a, sounds like a picket sign ship those chips <laughs> <laughs> just put a bunch in an envelope and send them yeah. all right it's off <laughs> and another fun fact that he said that he had no cars like he said usually he has like 300 cars in the lot and he now he's down to 40 it's crazy and everything every every car he it's there it's gone yeah so and, ship- and he doesn't expect that to come back he expects it to stay that way in 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 the it to shift to just like everything's going to be custom ordered going forward he doesn't yeah. see him returning to the point where they'll have like a pile of inventory just sitting on the lot you know so be curious to see how that plays out because that's going to make the whole car buying experience vastly different well i've never seen so many ads on tv for companies promoting hey come online and, and custom build a car usually you're like oh you know here's the deal on this car go to your local dealer and buy it now it's like you know come custom order one because that's the only way you're getting one mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to see that shift yep um, but it's important to us. Obviously, the chip shortage is, is something that's going to continue to be a factor. A lot of what we sell and what a lot of our customers are, are downstream involved in is obviously the automobile market. So paints and coatings, um, you know, the fake leathers for the insides of um, insides of linings and seats and things like that. So a, a big part of our business is ends up in automobiles. So the fact that that's been such a tight market, they're not producing like they once were. Um, and that's expected to last for a little while is, is certainly a, an interesting fact and something that's going to be a big trend for this year um as we're looking at the automotive segment it's gonna be interesting for sure so yeah, we'll keep an eye on what's gonna happen here for the first quarter i think the overall consensus is that there's not too much price support for a lot of things in the near future seems like pricing will remain at these levels um supply and demand supply and demand is continues to be a big yeah big people are happy to when, when they get stuff that people are very happy to get stuff yeah Featured products, new products, seasonal products. We're coming right into the heart of uh, dicey demand season, right? That's that's kind of upon us here. Yeah, yeah. Our seasonal demand has started to kick in for the spring planting season. Uh, Dicey and diamide, urea, um, you know, all the crop uh, crop nutrition products are starting to kick in, even though it's currently snowing outside right now. People <laughs> are uh, are formulating and blending for the for their spring planting season. Yeah. Um, you know, methanol right now, obviously, with the with the snow, the you know, up in the northeast, we have a high windshield wash demand with any kind of, you know, weather like this. So um, glycols as well for antifreeze, you know, so just the usual, usual seasonal products are starting to kick in now. Bunch of big, strong products for us. Maybe Dicey is a little bit tighter these days, but I know urea has been strong. Methanol has been strong. Um, pretty good glycol availability. So all yep. things we're happy to talk about. Yep, yep. Um, in our newly minted HMD product manager, I know you had the little HMD plug in the beginning of that, so that's that's been a, a new product for TCC and something you're taking over managing here in 2022. Yeah, I've got big uh, big shoes to fill, taking over product management responsibilities from uh, our colleague Ray Altenberger, but um, I'm up for the task, looking forward to it. Yeah, something I hope we can talk about more in the up near future. Uh, I know our producing partner in Vista is always up at the office for meetings and things like that, so I hope we can get a joint episode sometime soon with you and Ray and the Invista guys. Um, be good to talk more in depth about the Adipic markets and HMD markets, but new product for us and something we're very excited about. Very excited. Nicole, how do we feel about trade shows for the spring? So I love this topic. It's one <laughs> of my favorites. Um, so trade shows look pretty strong. Um, we have a couple in the pipeline, actually quite a few, um, in comparison to last year even. So um, we've got Chemicals America Fort Worth coming up um, end of February, and we've got a, a handful of uh, TCC guys going to that. I think Actually, I think all of you are going, right? All of us. Yeah, all of, well, except for you, me. Javier, you're coming? 
Oh, yeah. to where? To uh, Fort Chemicals Worth? America, Fort Worth. Oh, no, I'm not no, going to that one. No, you're not going to that one? No, I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowed to <laughs> so, stay at Texas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so th- but there will be a good group of us going there. We've got a booth. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to everyone coming down to visit us. Um, we have AFPM in March, we are, which we are super excited about down in San Antonio again. We were just there in October. So the fact that it's six months out is wild. But we're looking forward to reconnecting with everyone there again. And, um, you know, we've got uh, meetings. Um, I think it's what TCC events at the chemco.com to schedule a meeting. Yep. So please send uh, an email our way if you would like. We've got a golf outing on that Saturday. I believe that's March 26th, mm-hmm. 27th, 26th. 26th. And then the cocktail party um, at Ruth's Chris on Sunday, March 27th. So a lot of good things in the pipeline there. We're looking forward to uh, you know, meeting with everyone and um, as if it wasn't hard enough to plan one AFPM for the first time, we're gonna make you do two <laughs> in a six month period. Back hey, to you back. know what? I'm up for the challenge, and uh, like I said, I've got some gray hairs coming in, so <laughs> it's definitely you know, but it's worth it, it's worth it. And then we have the coding show in Indianapolis coming up uh, early April, so we've got a, a great crew going down to that. Uh, we we actually have um, we're going to be exhibiting, we've got a booth there, and you know, we're just we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, March and April are going to be two crazy months. Some of our biggest shows, the Chemicals America is always a fun one. Um, AFPM, always a very busy week. And then back to the coding show for the every two years, right? Coding shows every two years, NPs every three years. Correct, yep. So it's going to be a busy, and, busy eight weeks. Well, I mean, and we have a packed schedule pretty much through September, October. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it the other day, and I mean, there's not one month that there's not at least one, if not more, shows, events, uh, conferences that we're going to be attending. So yep. we're looking forward to, to a robust trade show conference and event season in 2022. Robust. I like that, <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> and kind of a normal trade show schedule, which is nice too. Hopefully, barring COVID canceling anything or things like that, we're back to a what will hopefully be a normal quote-unquote trade show season with the Chemicals America in February, AFPM in March. Um, we'll have the other Chemicals America in June. Uh, and then some of the smaller shows, the Southwestern Fertilizer Show, the Methanol Forum. So fingers crossed we have a somewhat normal rem- semblance of a trade show season, and I'm excited to get back out there. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Javi will get back on a plane, leave the country sometime here soon. Yeah, hey, it, has, it has been a while. Yeah. I haven't I mean, flown. My, my, my miles are, are not growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to get those points. I, gotta, I need those points. I need those points. But yeah, I haven't traveled since March of uh, last year. So it's been a while. I used to go to Asia, Europe, Mexico, like very often. Colombia, no, nothing. I wonder if we can buy like a, a first class seat from an American plane and like put it in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> just to break it in. Just to break it that, in. Just to feel like you're at get home. You know? get, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I, yeah, so yeah, I haven't traveled. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll so see. we get back to Asia, to Europe, to Latin America. Yeah, we, there are shows, the APIC, the APLA. K show coming up this K- year. K Hopefully show. So when, um, when is K show? October. October. That was a great show. We we had a booth. We had the, at the U.S. Pavilion. They serve beer starting at 10 a.m. <laughs> All right, sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was a good show. We met we met uh, new suppliers that we we are currently doing business until until today. So I mean. I mean, we we make great contacts, and it's huge. It's a week. It's a, it's a week. The pavilions are, I think, like sixteen pavilions, and the chemicals are just two pavilions. Wow. And machinery, the rest. It's it's pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It's crazy. It's a great. It's a crazy show. And I think we've really seen the value of all the trade shows we've done over the past 10, 15 years. Oh yeah. As COVID's hit, I mean, all these 
contacts that you knew, people that you knew supplied a product, but maybe it's not normally competitive or the lead time's too long or whatever, all of a sudden if the U.S. producers are down or this happened or that happened, all of a sudden you, you play on those contacts and yeah. it kind of proved their value, even though you may go to K-Show and not leave without a single PO or a single you know new supplier actively, but all of a sudden 18 months later, you're like, oh yeah, I met that guy. I met the guy, yeah. It pays I, met, off. I have a contact there. Yeah, it works. It pays, it pays off, really. Yeah. And I think, too, the fact that we haven't had that in-person interaction as much as in the past, that's going to make it that much more important, you know, this this year going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, but definitely looking forward to get out there and meet my friends. Yes. In the industry. <laughs> yes. Um, wrapping things up, uh, I think it was a good episode, our, our first ever episode without our fearless leader, TCC President Rob Roach. <laughs> um, but I think it was a good episode, kind of off the cuff a little bit, but... Made it work. A lot of laughs. We had some fun. A lot yeah. of laughs. A lot of yeah. sound effects. Georgie, what do you got over there? What do you got? Over there? <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, wrapping things up, we have a upcoming regulatory episode. We're going to be filming that, uh, I believe, next week. So that'll be in the pipeline here sometime in the next couple weeks uh, with our very own Karen Benson and Caitlin Hagen talking about upcoming regulatory trends, what they're following, um, things that are impacting TCC, you know, some of these sort of buzzwords, but things that are making a big impact in the industry like sustainability and our internal sustainability program. So excited to have them on and talk about what they've been working on. Um, and then we're also working on a uh, joint episode with one of our producing partners, Avonik. Uh, we're going to have sort of a myths and truths slash update on the, the regulatory environment with phthalates, obviously DINP and Elator CH, our dinch offset to big products that we supply with them uh, in the U.S. So Hopefully we get that recorded in the next couple weeks and get that out here sometime this spring. So looking forward to getting that episode out there as well. Uh, so some fun episodes coming up. I know we're also talking about things like if we can record podcasts live at either the coding show or AFPM. So trying to do some some fun things here this year with the podcast. So excited to see what's happening. Can this travel easy? All this depends on your definition of easy, but it's it's doable. Well, these, they're giving it's, the it's thumbs doable. up. So I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah guys, that would be awesome. It's, it's that'd like be cool. I don't, that'd be cool to to do this at, at the shows, like yeah. Yeah, just like, set up and just. I mean, it's almost just, like let's you know, turn the, our whole booth into a podcast. Too, yeah, yeah, like the pregame, <laughs> you know, before the football and yeah. all that. Why not? Yeah. Why not do a, a podcast? That, 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 if that the travel is easy, why not? I yeah. think it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, people are always looking for different things. You know, people looking for the cornhole or. The, I mean, you you can only win so many iPads, you know, on, on, <laughs> on, the, on the on the on the on the business card thing, you know. Yeah. I think doing things different like gets people's attention, and it's a good good. Yeah. It gets our name out there. We have the Yeti giveaway that we yeah. didn't give away in the last episode of the show. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, some good stuff Put in the pipe. Put your business card in the Come see us if you want to win a Yeti yeah. in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. You know what would be cool, too, is if we drew the winner on the podcast at the show. Got to listen to the podcast to see if you want. All right. I mean, hey. Mm. There that's you what, go. That's why she gets paid the big bucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I love it. Uh, I love it. Um, no, but thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, it was a great episode. A lot going on. A lot that we're paying attention to for the spring. Um, I think there'll be a lot of good conversations around a lot of this stuff at the coding show at AFPM. Um, so appreciate you listening. Appreciate you uh, streaming, following along, uh, either the video format, the audio format. We've also got uh, our regular email newsletter, The View from Jamestown. So a lot of the same content that comes out uh, in the podcast is also in that email. So hope you're following along. Appreciate you listening. Um, and we'll catch you in February. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.